Well, unfortunately, this is the end of a tradition. Um, we are not sponsored this week by Bishop Cider Company. Um, I don't have any. I don't have any. I also don't have any. Oh, <laughs> oh my. Have we done to deserve this? I just, I don't even know what to do now. I know. It was my job and I failed. I'll leave. We'll see y'all later. No, no. No, no. <laughs> you, you have to cover this this episode with this <laughs> wonderful episode. Oh, I thought you were going to say all by myself. And I'm like, well. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Uh, nope, why, all by your lonesome. Why did you tell him how many notes you wrote? Just for I wrote four. <laughs> That's more than I wrote. Four more than I wrote. It was just so riveting and good <laughs> that I had to just stop writing and just watch. Just watch. Yeah, well, don't. Don't spoil. No spoil for all of our listeners. Just save all those emotions that I'm sure you feel <laughs> whenever we get started. Lots of feelings. I wanted since you got a heavy episode last time, like because about Rwandan genocide and about. I did. Yeah. Um, we did go there. Mm-hmm. Classism. And, uh, classism <laughs> and Frankie. Thanksgiving. Little Frankie. I was like, man, I want to give her a light episode. This episode is different than I remember. Uh (laughs) I only remember the last two minutes, perhaps. So I definitely think it was lighter. (laughs) It was something. I mean, it was something. (laughs) It does not reference Rwandan genesis. It certainly wasn't heavier. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I guess I guess it worked. Nails it. Um, Yeah, the entire podcast world out there knows that we're engaged now just so you know oh <laughs> cameron brought it up once not me mm-hmm. 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 i rang the wedding bells that's wonderful so <laughs> wonderful uh several people i know who watch the podcast been like Is, are chance and that girl dating why I we don't... talked about genocide together <laughs> <laughs> that's funny you know those are the things that good relationships are built on. <laughs> True. If you can't talk about genocide with me, who can you talk about genocide with? <laughs> the one you love. So the whole podcast world knows. Well, there's all go, of America and some of India. It's true. We have a lot of listeners in India. So well, I'm happy that they got the happy news. <laughs> <laughs> you by the boom boom room unless someone real decides to sponsor us this is boy meets world fever i'm one of your hosts chance and i'm your other host cameron and i'm mad now why <laughs> i just said we should be brought to you by the boom boom room and you told me no that was it's basically insinuated that i was dumb for thinking that <laughs> i just i knew from the beginning i wanted to be brought to you by the boom boom room it's a good name it's a great name <laughs> it's it also sound like dancing name. happens there or yeah, a certain kind of dancing happens there. And it has a fire sign. Yeah. It does. And Amy lookout. Matthews goes there, question mark? Are Leo's fire signs? I think so. Oh, not that kind of fire sign. <laughs> yeah. We learned all about that like a year we'll ago. Have to, we'll have to reference that. I have not kept up with my astrology education. Me neither. 
bummer. But we are not alone here today. I don't know her sign, but I do know her as a person. And she's I thought you were going to say, today. I do know her heart. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I know her heart mm. a little a little bit. Mm-hmm. Not as much as some. Um, but anyway, here for her third time with us is Nikki Worthley. Because it's Nikki Worthley, Nikki Worthley, coming on our show, Boy Meets World Fever. It's what she's doing. It's good to know I got friends who will always podcast with me. Because it's Nikki Worthley. Yay! It's Welcome. always lovely. It's always lovely to hear that. Thanks. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Who well, else sings your interest? No, no one. I mean, I do a lot, but <laughs> I'm <else>. here. <laughs> well, I can start singing your entrance more often. Okay. <laughs> if Nikki's here. I expect that every time I'm at your school now. Okay. It'll be, <laughs> It'll be good. Well, welcome, Nikki. Thank it's good you. to have you back. I can't believe y'all let me come back a third time. A third time. And third. not, we purposely made it not a holiday episode. Thank you. We missed it by one week. We missed it by one week. Oh, what was your last holiday? Well, no, next, next week, week is Christmas. Is Christmas. Oh, next week is Christmas. And I'm not going to lie to you. Of the Pantheon of Boy Meets World episodes, it is one of the ones I'm looking the least forward to. Oh. Um, I could be pleasantly surprised by it. But I think it's going to be awful. <laughs> you heard it here first, everyone. Um, not to, you know what? Maybe I'll find some joy in it. Maybe so. It's the Christmas time season, and you know how much you love that. You yeah. just need to sing loud for all to hear. Mm-hmm. Yep, and listen to people nag about Christmas traditions. In the words of Kermit the Frog, "Tis the season to be jolly and joyous." Falala. When we when we started this podcast. I'll probably repeat this next week. But when we started this podcast, there were like five episodes that I was kind of just dreading that just stuck out in my mind immediately as like, man, I don't want to watch that. And this episode, then not this episode, next episode is one of them. Yes. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. We can <laughs> save the self-loathing for next week. Self-loathing? And the episode loathing. Self-loathing because you have to watch it. Sure. Feel sorry for yourself. Um, but we have uh, an interesting episode today. Um, last Tango in Philly, I believe it's episode 510, I don't know. Our numbering got off on our episodes because we did a two-parter. So mm-hmm. now nothing makes sense. I think it's, it's 510. 510. Episode 510, Last Tango in Philly. And boy, howdy, is it something. <laughs> it is something. You know it's it's 23 minutes of television <laughs> that aired on TV. <laughs> Friday night lineup and perpetually on Disney Channel and ABC Family after that. Yeah. TGIF. Friday night lineup is their fake version. The Friday night lineup. TGIF. <laughs> anyway, I'll give us a synopsis. Um, Corey and Sean are jealous of Topanga and Angela's handsome co-workers because they go dancing with them. But for some reason, Corey doesn't think that they should do that. And so they just get perpetually more and more upset that Angela and Topanga are having a nice time. And since the beginning of time, men have been idiots. No, wait, I'm not done synopsizing. Men have been big idiots. And there you have it. Not a lot <laughs> All of All the hilarity. jeers and jeers of the women in the crowd. Yes, Yes, we'll get there because I don't want to talk about that. 
So yeah, the misogyny episode. <laughs> the misogyny. <laughs> We've reached it. We've reached it. I always thought of it as the dancing episode, but I was wrong. <laughs> I knew there wasn't a lot of dancing in it, but I I'm gonna go out on a limb here. I was looking forward to this episode. I was. I was like, this is a fun one. We're gonna have so much fun. Mm-hmm. Okay, I take um, it back. It's not just the misogyny episode. It's the toxic masculinity episode. <laughs> That's more appropriate. Mm-hmm. it's true it was <laughs> it was interesting mm. um do we just want to jump in do we just want to begin i, mean, I think so um i know we've been accused this season of being a bit negative <laughs> but this one didn't give us a whole lot to work with there i mean there's some okay parts hilarity does in there is a lot you of did, hilarity there's some good not say characters some good guests mm-hmm um there's a lot of funny in this episode there's also a lot of (laughs) exactly (laughs) that was what i thought exactly we made the exact same face Um, oh yeah so i guess we could just jump right in yeah i mean i mean yeah where to even begin i feel like i've lived a lot of life since i watched this episode at lunchtime today (laughs) well it was the girl's first day at work Mm -hmm. you you wrote down the restaurant no. El Coyote. El Coyote. Which was just Chubby's. <laughs> was it just a, Chubby's? With a slight Mexican flair. Oh, it definitely was. The doors were there. They moved something over the stairs, but the doors, like the saloon doors into oh. the kitchen were definitely there. Yeah, and the bar was there too, now mm-hmm. that I think about it. So they just took the Chubby set, removed the stairs, put a wall, and called, called it good. good. I was wondering if it was the flag. same um, set as the um italian restaurant i don't know i think the italian restaurant was a different set yeah you're probably right it's know. not important it's this not. Is definitely the chubby set though um but the boys are sitting there eating and it's sort of a callback to season two uh, where they are talking about the best part of the chips here is that they're free and sean takes them and dumps them into his bag and he's like waitress more chips and then topanga and angela are the two waitresses Mm-hmm. come out just looking a little bit peeved at the way these boys are treating them mm-hmm. well that's because because they're terrible they were being the worst they were being the worst <laughs> yeah. yeah and so they're like we're just couldn't the, the ringer yeah under the guise of well we've got to get them used to terrible customers yeah which is a real thing i've heard people excuse it with like i'm just getting them ready for the real bad customers like Mm-hmm. i've legitimately heard that before no you should just be supportive um, yeah i didn't i haven't worked much in food service but i have some just wonderful retail customer service mm-hmm. oh, i'm sure stories um i've never been the bad customer i don't think i'd be have too you? mortified i think i i don't know probably not because i'm too worried about putting people out so i don't <laughs> one time i got pie um, and they mixed up the whipped cream bag and the mayonnaise bag. And I took like four bites of it before I said anything to my mom. And then she said, it's fine. You just finish eating it. And so then my mom, like after a couple more bites, I'm like, I'm just not going to eat the pie. And she's like, well, we paid for pie. So you're going to eat the pie. So I said, here you go. And uh, so she took a bite and she's like, something's wrong with this. I'm like, yes, yeah, something's wrong with this. So, we know. 
the fact that you went back for a second bite is a kind of amazing to me. It's like you think you would know. Just didn't want to put people out. What was the filling? Do you remember what the filling was? Oh no. I, it was oh. some kind of a fruit pie, probably. I wonder I, maybe it paired kind of okay. <laughs> Not quite what you want, but I don't know. <laughs> I I am always really nice to like customer service people because I've been one. But I, as a person who has like worked customer service for 13 years, like we want to know if we've made that kind of error. Yeah, yeah they were mortified. Not... Like they were mortified, but it, I was like, I'm not telling her. I was also in high school. So that it was. Take care of this, please. Yes. Yeah, I've definitely been on the receiving end working for like when I worked for Wayfair so I was on the phones um and people on the phones are mean because they don't have to look you in the eye mm-hmm. like just getting screamed at and cursed at and it's just like I just want to hang up but they're just going to call back and someone else is going to get it mm-hmm. not the best not my favorite I mean that's been in my face several times <laughs> Oh, I'm sure. I think I avoided a lot of that at uh, when we worked at Hastings. Yeah, probably. I remember one time when I was working at Barnes and Noble, legitimately a customer, like I rung up all their items. It came to like 60 some odd dollars, which isn't that much that you bought at Barnes and Noble. Mm-hmm. Like, was it like a book? A big that book? was a few books, but, and I, I, I told him the total and I'm like, well, that's too much. I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, well, that mean." Isn't there a discount, or can't you give me less? I'm like, do you want these items? Like, <laughs> oh, this is what they cost, sir. Like, this is what this is what items cost. He's like, there's got to be something you can do. And I like took each book out of the bag and I like showed him the prices. And he's like, well, who would pay that? That's way too much. I'm like, I don't know how to help you right now. He just kept getting more agitated and wouldn't leave. I'm like, who gets? Who says I'm gonna get this book without looking <laughs> at the price? I was just like flabbergasted. I didn't know what to do. It was just like, I, I, I can't call you a moron. <laughs> like, you can't dump salsa in his backpack. Yeah, exactly. I can't dump salsa in his backpack. But he just kept going like, well, I need you to fix this. I'm like, what? fix what? Like, he's like, aren't you here for customer satisfaction? I'm like, no. I, I, do you understand that I sell books at a bookstore? Like, I, I'm not the proprietor of this establishment. Mm-hmm. I don't set the prices. Barnes and Noble doesn't even I, really set I, the prices. I am not Barnes, nor am I Noble. <laughs> like, the publisher sets the prices. Mm-hmm. So it was. He was very agitated. He used a lot more do expletives you, than I. Do you do this at the grocery store? <laughs> yeah. Like, These green beans are too expensive. Eighty nine cents a can. It's highway robbery. <laughs> Your grandpa just did that. I was gonna say. In fact, my grandpa just told us a story about that. <laughs> oh, oh no. We visited Nikki's grandparents this uh, this last weekend, and her grandpa told us a story about buying a can of soup, mm-hmm. like what was it, potato soup? Mm-hmm. And he saw the price, and he just couldn't believe it. He thought it had to be a mistake, so he went back to the grocery store, and he's like, "I just paid four dollars and sixty nine cents for a can of tomato soup or a uh, potato, potato soup." And he's like, that can't be right. And they took him back to the aisle and showed him the price. And he was like, well, <laughs> it's right. <clears throat> what do you know? <laughs> he he was like, 
I couldn't believe I paid that much for soup, but you know what? It was my fault. I didn't look at the price. Was it good soup? He hasn't had it yet. It was still in the can. It's a he family like, treasure now. <laughs> he like brought it out to illustrate it. <laughs> was it a like a Campbell's chunky? Yeah, it was Campbell's chunky potato soup. That does seem like a lot. Inflation. Yeah. yeah. Food is really expensive right now. I've been feeling like most times I've gone out, it's just costing more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. Joseph Biden. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Hey, gas, gas was two cents cheaper in my neighborhood today thank you biden thank you biden. don't know if you saw that in that graphic that uh like the democratic party put together to show how biden lowered gas prices and if you looked it was like two cents less <laughs> so he did it cheaper. Know, nicely done i know the other day when i called joe biden the antichrist you were worried that people were gonna think i was serious but the people on this podcast they know they know they're real ones he said it real loud <coughs> in church it did in church <laughs> they, the people that don't know him are around i'm like nobody knows you here what are you doing <laughs> yeah chance time and place man he said something like no one knows what they mean when they say antichrist and i went i do they mean joe biden <laughs> Uh. oh dear she was a little mortified and i'm really sorry yeah yeah it is so loud he like proclaimed it (laughs) during the sermon yeah well yeah Mm -hmm. oh nice i don't think i did it loud enough that anyone around has actually heard me it felt like echoing it felt like it was i do joe biden You were just so mortified that that's all you could hear it, it rung around you. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Corey and Sean are being the worst customers, and mm-hmm. Topanga and Angela are just kind of like, mm-hmm. I hate, I hate this. Um, As they should. Uh-huh. He deserved that salsa in his bag. He did. Um, but then they set it up that the, they're like, you girls want to take us out for dinner after you get off work? Which is lame. Um, I said, no, some coworkers of ours are going to go dancing. Um, so we're going to join them. Do you all want to come? And Corey's mm-hmm. just like hard line. Absolutely not. Will we ever go dancing? Yeah. Never would I ever. Mm-hmm. There's a weird through line in this episode where Sean is still like taking Corey's lead. Mm-hmm. And like Sean's like, I mean, I'll go dancing. I don't mind. And Corey's like, no, you never go dancing. I'm like, what is this like? It's almost like a continuous story arc that's taking place here. Uh-huh. Where it's Corey like never showed bad advice. You'd think after last week, he would have just stopped. Yeah. I don't know, but Sean is still like... We going dancing? So I really wouldn't mind. It was so strange. And, you know, I kind of felt for Sean. He's just like, he's new to a relationship. He's never been in one before. Mm-hmm. He's like, maybe we should. I mean, it's not that big a deal. He's got Corey, who he thinks of as like the quote-unquote relationship expert. <laughs> which he is absolutely not and Corey's just telling him like no we can't go dancing he has no good reason he's like we'll do what men do go to the gym go we're, to the gym we're, go to the gym pump iron um but then after they say that is this when they meet the co-workers yeah i mean we're, we're kind of talking about the scene loosely so mm-hmm. at some point they meet the co-workers. And yeah in this scene though they meet the co-workers or nuncio 
comes and he's like, oh, you two are. No, he doesn't meet them yet. He doesn't meet them until the next time that they're. I think the next there. time he talks to them, but we see him mm-hmm. and Sergio yeah. in this we scene. Saw them, yeah. yeah, but he just talks to the girls. Uh, I think. Saying that they're ready like, to go dancing. Mm-hmm. And of course, like, oh, what do we, what do we know? Yeah. Are you, he's like, are you ready to come with Sergio and I dancing or something like uh-huh. that? And then Sergio comes out. They're like, yeah, we'll be there. And the guys are just like, Oh, no. <laughs> whoops we thought you meant girl co-workers mm-hmm. okay let's oh keep going Mm-mm. i was just gonna say let's get this out of the way right now are topanga and angela justified in going dancing with two male co-workers is that what do we think hmm. i would say yes because they communicated it clearly to mm-hmm. the guys and even invited them to come along, mm-hmm. and they said no. Yeah. So I think that the communication was was there, and yeah, mm-hmm. I think they even told them their names, like when they said we're going out, because mm-hmm. it wasn't like a surprise later that they were going out with dudes. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was just a surprise how handsome they were. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, and I feel like even in the next scene where they really talk to Nuncio and he's like, oh, you're Corey and Sean. How lucky you are to like get to go out with Topanga and Angela. Um, and so, yeah, I feel like they're justified in doing that. Like, they're not married. Yeah, I, I, I agree as well. I think, like, if they had tried to pass it off, it's like, oh, you wouldn't want to come or mm-hmm. no, oh, you wouldn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, we'd be having a different conversation, but they're like, come like dance it'll be so much fun mm-hmm. and like the fact that they communicated that and that Corey and sean still could have come even after they saw how gorgeous the latin men were mm-hmm. um oh nuncio <laughs> he's still in my heart i feel like yeah i feel like this is all on Corey and sean i just wanted to get it out of the way because i wanted to see if everyone agreed is there i i know people who'd be like well they shouldn't like one-on-one with another guy they shouldn't be going mm-hmm. no matter what so i just wanted it's to not them. one-on-one it's how two how else would the girls get used to being disappointed by men forever <laughs> <laughs> i mean you're not wrong Corey said himself they've got to get used to being disappointed oh god yeah oh told him mm-hmm. rough <laughs> oofa doofa oh. Um, but so the girls go dancing and the boys go to the gym. Supposedly, we don't see that part. Oh, yes. but... You're right. We do see it later. Mm-hmm. But they come to a school the next day and are very sore. Mm-hmm. It's like, how are you feeling after the workout? Good. Help me take off my jacket. Mm-hmm. And then Corey helps Sean take off his jacket. And they're like, what do we do about like finding out about how last night was? Corey's like, we just don't bring it up. Mm-hmm. And then the second the girls show up, he's just like, what happened last night? Like, completely accusatory right out the gate. Yes, he's aggressive. uh Corey's just unhinged in this episode. I think it's safe to say. This this is not great, Corey. No. It's just like dumb and neurotic Corey. Yeah, it's dumb and neurotic Corey. And also, like, I don't know, weirdly, weirdly interested in his own masculinity. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I don't feel like masculine inadequacy has ever been a defining characteristic of Corey. Yeah. He's just like, he's just Corey. Yeah. He loves clowns and balloons. And 
really gross weird he's scared of clowns he just likes the hats on the burgers but yeah he likes the hats on the burgers. clown hats okay um, uh yeah yeah but he like does kid things all the time and he's not really defined in that way so it's just interesting that he's like now deciding to exercise it yeah literally really out of nowhere <laughs> exercise that was good yeah but he is very accusatory he's like what happened last night to Topanga and Angela, and they're just like, oh, we like went dancing. We had such a good time. Yeah, they they rightfully, I think, rib Corey and Sean for their jealousy. They're like, Sean's like, I don't even care that you went dancing. Did he touch you? And she's just like, who, Sergio or Nunzio? <laughs> <laughs> so a little, maybe a little mean, but well deserved, I think. Yeah, they had it coming. Mm-hmm. Oh, you gonna do a musical number for us? It's possible. It's what always we, possible. With what me. is that from? Chicago. Oh, I've never seen it. They had it coming. They had it coming. It's it's not a Boy Meets World song <laughs> for sure. It's about women who murder their husbands. Well, I know what Chicago is. But well, that song. song specifically, oh. yeah, okay. yeah. Corey, if Corey and Sean continue on this path, they will have it coming. Yes. <laughs> Yes. All the men in this episode have it coming. Unfortunately, spoiler warning for the end of the episode, they're not held accountable for their actions. No, they are not. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so they'll face no repercussions for their actions, and um, they're still being awful. Uh Um, Kind of like cartoonishly jealous, I would say. Yeah, like this doesn't feel real. No. It's like, yeah, it's just, it's too much. And I, I don't feel like the show typically like trades in that language of just like ridiculousness and like pigheadedness. Um, Cause the whole thing is like, it's set up in the very first scene and it just carries out the entire rest of the time. And all that Corey and Sean have to do is like, think for one second, like genuinely. And then the problem is solved mm-hmm. So like the girls want us to go dancing. We didn't want to go dancing and now we feel bad. We feel jealous. What if we just went dancing with them and then we wouldn't feel jealous? Hey, stop. At that. the very least. Yeah. Like it's still very self self-centered and self-focused, but it solves the problem. Yeah. I the through line of Sean being insecure and seeking like lead from Corey to like get him through this. Mm-hmm. kind of goes against what i'm about to say but it feels like someone just had an idea for a story and decided well screw anything that the characters have ever done before mm-hmm. like we need to we need to do this yeah and they could like they could fit it in there mm-hmm. with kind of the development we've seen with sean and the him following Corey's lead to disastrous results to disastrous results every time mm-hmm but so it, it like it does make sense in that regard, but at the same time, it's like but everyone doesn't acting. feel fleshed out. This doesn't feel like because it's basically all a plot, and it doesn't deserve that. Yeah, like we have the little tiny scenes of well, but all of that serves. The but it, yeah, it's it, yeah, it all falls under the same umbrella. It just doesn't like why. <laughs> yeah, why would they do this? Why they do it, Nikki? I I don't know. <laughs> I haven't seen the through plot. Yeah. But why, I don't know, is there anything relevant about this episode? What year was this one? Like, was that a theme kind of in culture at the time of like jealousy is 
good and it shows you're like a real man. This was 97. 97. So Tim the Toolman Taylor was pretty hot. As in popular, yes, not as in attractive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I feel like just sort of that expression of masculinity in television um, and just kind of all media was pretty normal. Mm-hmm. I'm not basing that off of anything specific other than you talking about home improvement. Um, but I just feel like growing up, the shows and the sitcoms that I remember, like this was always a plot. Mm-hmm. It's like the girl is doing whatever and the guy is jealous, rightfully so or not. Usually there's some misunderstanding where the guy's just jealous and then it turns out, oh, you silly. You could have talked to me about it or we could have like resolved it. But mm-hmm. instead you're just having a bad time to have a bad time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it, it may be of that cultural moment of like, you know, your Bill Ingvall and your Jeff Foxworthy, like men, am I right? Like those kinds of jokes of like women and men just are totally different. Men don't want to go dancing. Okay. Mm-hmm. We'll correct that. White men don't want to go dancing. Yes. white men don't. Want Sergio to and Nuncio do because they know that's where it's at. Mm-hmm. I think it also just serves to like make women feel bad. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know how else to say that. Just like, I mean, it just, it, let me get my thoughts. I feel like it leads women to say things in their head because we're more prone to do this anyway. Like, even though the women in this show, Topanga and Angela, were not okay with what was going on and they voiced that and that was great. But I feel like it leads women when they see this on TV to be like, okay, well, I need to make sure that this doesn't happen in my relationship. And so Mm. I need to be the one who, oh, gold sword just flew at me. I need to be the one tackle. who makes sure that, you know, my boyfriend or my significant other is not jealous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is baloney. Hold on to you, man. Yeah. And and I think it gives men an excuse in a lot of ways. Like, well, men can't help it that they don't listen to women. women. They're idiots. Big idiots. <laughs> men just don't have the capacity. <laughs> For emotions and understanding, empathy, listening, Mm -hmm. dancing, thinking outside themselves for one second. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was about to say basic human unselfishness. Like (laughs) we just can't we just can't do it. That's what TV tells me. Yeah. I mean, if you're ever mad at me, just remember I'm just a lovable idiot. (laughs) That was very he did a little wink, like twisted his (laughs) finger around in his dimple. Or where a dimple would be. I don't know. Chance has dimples. I've never paid attention. Sometimes. Sometimes. Look at you. Yeah. So at the school, they just, it kind of ends that way where um, the girls had a good time and the guys feel even more insecure about it. Kind of both yeah. of them. Well, and the girls go, maybe next time you'll come with us and then you won't feel this way. And the guys are like, we're there. And then the girls walk away and Sean's like, okay, so we're going dancing with them. And Corey's like, no. <laughs> no. Like the Emperor in episode three of Star Wars. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Sure. I don't know. That's just where I, my mind went. <laughs> I like and it. Force lightning gun. <laughs> yeah. And then Corey becomes the Lord of the Sith. Sheev Palpatine, everyone. <laughs> um, what a yeah. name. 
So apparently they're not going dancing. They're going to the gym. Mm-hmm. So they can beat up Sergio and Nunzio. Is that where they go next? Uh, next is uh, Alan and the satellite. Dish. Oh, right. The satellite dish. Alan got a satellite dish. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's going to install it on the roof. Channels. That's a lot of channels. It's, a, it's too many channels. I remember having a satellite and it had a lot of channels, but I feel like most of them, they were just like music channels. Like where you just turn it on and it'd play music of different genres. I love those channels though. I never really would listen to them, but it's just like, I feel like 800 something channels is like deceptive because it's really not. True. It was a Pandora situation mm-hmm. on the TV. Yeah. 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 But I would put those on while I was playing video games a lot. That makes sense. You auditory learner, you. <laughs> um, thank you. <laughs> I we had digital cable, which I don't know the difference between digital cable and satellite, but we had like a thousand channels. Um, and the most of the reason we got it is because my dad wanted all of the different history channels and military channels and Fun. Fox Newses and different time mm-hmm. zones, so he could get different shows. Lovely. So yeah, um, Alan's putting that up. Um, he's very excited and. Uh, Feeny is just like I'm, I'm. I'm sure Amy must be thrilled. Uh-huh. And Amy comes out. This is how we're spending our Saturday night. Yeah, so this is how you're doing it. And yeah, Feeny's that way. Eric kind of comes out, and then somehow, suddenly, in their backyard. Yes, yes. <laughs> this is the most inexplicable moment this, in this entire episode. This woman just appears. I believe her name is Catherine. Yeah, and she's just strolling through. Yeah, just strolling through there backyard side yard i did exclaim where did she come from it's true we watched the scene twice we watched it together and we watched it twice because we were so taken aback by her just appearing in the backyard and i think feeny's backyard feels bigger i've noticed sometimes it shifts because like the episode um where they vandalize feeny's house like it's very narrow back there Mm -hmm. but this time it's like really wide sometimes it's wide and sometimes it's narrow i need to like pay more attention because i feel like it seems really big back there yeah and it did seem like the fence was almost all the way to the matthews porch Mm -hmm. yeah but yeah she just appeared there and we were both just so taken aback that we didn't hear anything she said is she real (laughs) well eric perceives her but i guess yeah but is she like a real person was she like uh some sort of foul temptress that was created to lure Feeny away. And Feeny's just like, away, away, witch demon. We have to drink Starbucks with the, stop it. (laughs) (laughs) We have to create stuff like this. when There's a problem. Don't do it when there's not one. (laughs) There is a problem chance. This episode makes no sense. (laughs) Feeny's actually being a hero by sending her away. Cameron, we can't do this. She's just like, what are you doing tonight, George? I'm asking because I'm just in your backyard. (laughs) (laughs) Strolling in in the neighborhood backyards. He's like, I'm going to put on a fire, have a good book. Mm -hmm. Uh, Drink a glass of sherry. mm -hmm. which I've never done anything with sherry except for cook. Uh I know um, Frazier would drink sherry a lot. Usually it's just like a small glass. Sipping fortified wine or something wine yeah interesting i don't know what it's fortified with probably some other sort of alcohol minerals vitamins you know (laughs) 
Yeah, gold. Drunk gold faster. Leaf. Gold leaf. <laughs> Iron. Corey pumps his iron his way. Feeney pumps his iron his way. <laughs> Love it. Um, and she's like, well, I'm going to go. You're doing all that alone? I'm going to go down to Starbucks and get a cup of coffee and also alone. I hear they, ha- they make a heck of a mocha, which is how you know. It, that's how you know this was the very beginning of Starbucks. Like, this is 1997 Starbucks, baby. They wouldn't mm-hmm. take off for another, like, seven years. It's very early. Do you think Starbucks paid them? I don't. I don't think so. I think it was probably like kind of a small trend at this point. Mm-hmm. So they're but, just in on it. Those coastal yeah. elites. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think it, it it had taken off yet. I doubt there was one in Philadelphia at this point because it was probably mostly a West Coast thing. Mm-hmm. Right or something um, like that though. But you can't just Google it. It's true. You can't just Google it. Um, but anyone believing that Starbucks has any good coffee, that's how you know. <laughs> it's a not heck of a great. mocha. It's not great. Maybe he meant that in a derogatory fashion. This mocha is heck. Uh, Probably not. Yeah. I don't know. I wonder if Starbucks was better back then. It's hard to know. Before it was mass produced. Um, but yeah, so she leaves a little crestfallen and Eric is like... Wait, so Yeah. She leaves a little crestfallen because um, Feeney's like, yeah, you go do that. <laughs> enjoy your night alone and I'll enjoy, enjoy my night alone. Person who appeared randomly in my backyard that knows my name and apparently I know, but I'm not yeah. weirded out by the fact that you're in my backyard. Yeah. And then Eric saves the scene <laughs> entirely. He's like, Eric saves the episode. I don't know that I fully agree I feel with like that. He's the, only, he's the only main cast that's worth anything. That may be true. In 1997, there are 1,412 Starbucks locations. Really? And there is one even in the Philippines. Okay. They really were better. Because it, it was the mid-2000s when all the jokes started coming up. Like, you go, you go out your front door from a Starbucks, you got another Starbucks on the next corner. You I think like they were well on their way. Well, it's interesting because like even 96, a year before, is when Amazon launches, mm-hmm. which is just wild to think. Like that Amazon and Boy Meets World overlapped. And from 2001 to 2010, um, the number of Starbucks goes from 4,700 to 16,858. Yeah. Wow. That's in 10 years. It gets, I mean, yeah. yeah, It's a lot. It just explodes. Uh, Yeah, Starbucks. Uh, I just, I'm going to draw a line in the sand for the youths out there, by the way. Don't be one of those people that gets really excited about Starbucks and says, Starbies. Just don't do it. Don't do it. I see girls at school do it. I think it's an internet thing to call uh, it Starbies. Like, if you enjoy Starbucks, I am not, I do not think it is good quality coffee, but I will not yuck your yum. Go enjoy your Starbucks. Um, but don't just, enjoy your Starbies. He will yuck that yum. I just, <laughs> it's so cringe. You're not going, I don't cringe and it makes me cringe. You're not going to be happy that you called it that and there are videos of you in the in, on the internet calling it that in five years. You don't know that. I mean, no. I guess I don't. What if they call it, what if they just shorten the name officially? And just officially shorten it Starbies. to Starbucks. They join up with Arby's <laughs> and you get coffee and roast beef. They call it Starbies. Actually, Cameron, you I'm might on to something. something. I think I am. So yeah, an early mention of Starbucks before they explode. Mm-hmm. But then Eric comes and saves it, saves the scene. And he's like, Feeney, what are you doing? 
<laughs> yeah, like a hottie, like Kathy Anderson asks you out. Uh-huh. And you don't Wait, she, I was asking me out. She was she just like, asking where to go get coffee or saying she wanted to go get coffee. Yeah, with a side of you. <laughs> this is just very uncharacteristic for Mr. Feeney because he's just the lady killer. Yeah, he kind of has been the lady killer. Like there's more moments of that in the show than you would really think. Uh-huh. You're just like, Mr. Feeney. So it's just very interesting to see him so flustered. Mm-hmm. So unability to pick up on simple cues. Uh-huh. But they had to fit the narrative. Yeah. 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 All men are idiots, Chance. All men. Not just some of them. I I will admit to being an idiot. Like Same. I'll I, admit to you being an idiot. That was good. I, I will definitely admit to being an idiot as a guy. Though I do not think being an idiot in this context is exclusive to men. I think women go around with men who like them and they don't have a clue that they like them mm-hmm. like pretty often. So one, don't think this is an exclusively guy problem. And two, like there's been, there's been hints and suggestions I haven't picked up on in the past, but I'm pretty sure if a girl was like, I'm going also alone, even I would be like, oh wait, something's going on here. Is that how you roped him in, Nikki? Exactly. <laughs> Said I'm going to go to Starbucks. He's like, yeah. no, don't go there. Yes. I don't have a problem with people going to Starbucks. I just don't want them to call it Starbies. You said that. I'm going to Starbies. No. <laughs> End of <Yeah>. relationship. <laughs> Fortunately, you didn't say that. Um, but yeah, yeah, Eric is just giving Mr. Feeney a hard time. And then and he's like, why didn't I see that? He's like, well, Mr. Feeney, I'm in college. You're still in high school. <laughs> and then he takes the ladder that yeah. Alan is up on the roof. Yeah. And he just takes the ladder and walks inside. <laughs> and you just hear Alan yelling, Eric! And then Eric Alan goes, yells, what? <laughs> you see Mr. Feeney like trying to wave to Alan up on the roof. It's, it's a, very good. It's one of the funniest moments of the episode when <laughs> Eric just like takes that ladder and goes inside. I'm in college. You're still in high school. <laughs> takes the ladder and walks away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I think we cut to the restaurant on the busiest night of the week. Uh-huh. The boys are there to beat up. Is this when they're there to beat up Sergio and Nunzio? Yeah. Yeah. The boys are there and they are there. And he's like, where are the girls? Where are the- Sergio Nunzio and of course like hey we can't start with that what are we here for and he's like the burrito special two ninety nine, the El Grande burrito mm-hmm. and I'd eat that yeah two ninety nine for a burrito mm-hmm. sounds good sign what a deal up. seafood enchiladas another night yeah, how do they do that how, how do they I'd eat it they don't have Joseph Biden as their president and that's how I'm sorry. So sorry. He's the Antichrist, you know. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so sorry. Well, loudly That's why we can't jerk. go out to get 299 burritos. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you get a 299 frozen burrito. Yeah, you can. We did. Well, I don't know if Cameron was ever a part of it, but in college, lots of. No, I care. I respected my body too much. We respected every single witch witch sandwich in existence. (laughs) Did you eat all of them? Uh huh. I ate all fifty one. Wow. Not I was so sick of that place by the second semester of our junior year. So sick of it. It was. It was was all right. Um, I think I could eat it again now, but I was pretty done with witch witch. 
but they're just all mad still. And the girls are like, we can't help you right now. It's like the busiest night of the week. We've yeah, yeah. All sorts of stuff. Uh, but then Nuncio comes up and he's like, can I help you? Um, and just like, oh, you're Corey and Sean. You go out with the most beautiful Topanga. Karen, and are you okay? Huh? <laughs> are you okay? I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to remember is the thing. I watched this around lunchtime today. And just, it just stuck with me so deeply. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, the, you're underselling how awful Corey and Sean are being because Corey's like, hey, Topanga. And she's like, I can't talk now. It's the busiest night of the week. And Angela goes by and she's, and he's like, hey, what's up? And she's like, I've got a 15 top or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. She says something mm-hmm. like that. And Corey just goes, what's up with them? Like, are there these this more important to them than us? Yeah, and then they they just stop Topanga, and she's like, what are you doing here? And Sean goes, we're here to beat up Sergio and Nunzio. <laughs> and then Corey kind of hits him, and he's like, but we'd like to start with two El Grande burritos, please. Chicken or beef? <laughs> um, and they're like, get out of here. Mm-hmm. And, and then Nunzio right. comes. That's and he comes. like, anything for you, I'll put you at our finest table. Mm-hmm. He like sets them down and like tells them how lucky they are. Is this when he starts describing Topanga? Where she's like, she's a beautiful flower. No. no. She's a whole garden filled with beautiful flowers. And then Corey's just like so taken. Yeah, he's like, your words are very beautiful. <laughs> he's like, I know. <laughs> I was expecting Corey to steal that line later in the show, but they didn't do that. So, Oh, that would have been good writing. Yeah. If I could dream up the perfect woman, she'd be a beautiful flower. No, she'd be a whole garden. Filled with beautiful flowers. Mm-hmm. And she wouldn't even come close to you. <laughs> That's uh, a callback to season three. Yeah, I know you're a big fan of that moment, Nikki. Big so. fan. I didn't have to explain that to you. I was like, chance, no. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know anything about boys. <laughs> um, but yeah, so <laughs> Corey, I, I think this moment is very funny when Corey's like, your words are very, very beautiful. Uh-huh. See, I just like Nuncio so much. I like Nuncio <laughs> a lot too. Throwing my hand down. I love Nuncio. He's great. Yeah. He's like, since you are special to Topanga and Angela, I can't Angela. do it, but you are special to Nuncio. Here, our finest table. <laughs> Good accent, Chance. <clears throat> Nailed it. I have never claimed to be able to do accents. I can't do accents anymore. I can sort of do an Irish accent if I listen to someone speak with an Irish accent for a little while. Nikki, are you saying no, he can't? <laughs> I've not heard it no. successfully. No, no. I'm uncomfortable. Anyway, yeah. moving on. <laughs> <laughs> not claiming to be good at it. I did say sort of. Anyway. Sort of. Um, yeah, but he's just very charming. And I don't know. It's it's a great scene. Yes. And, and then I just don't even know. Do we end up at the gym? <laughs> they they get the girls again. Um, they he tries to stop Topanga, and she's like, "My hand is burning." Yes, I'm holding a sizzling plate of fajitas. Ow, 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 ow. Yeah, that's how you know yeah. this isn't a. There's a few ways I know this isn't a real Mexican restaurant. One, having been to the Northeast, there is no good Mexican food. Mm-hmm. Um, Two, they just were carrying it on trays. You don't carry out Mexican food on a tray. You wear a complete arm length, like oven mitt, and you just have the plate stacked all the way down. 
Yep. And it's, every time I've, I've seen him, I've seen a guy with two. Yep. He's got both arms with like six plates on each arm, flaming hot, yeah. like hotter than the surface of the sun, and walks <laughs> to the table and someone else takes him off. It makes me so nervous when I see that. Like, because like, so okay, it's never not crowded when that happens. <sighs> and you're just like, what's happening? <laughs> And I just do not have the coordination to be able to do that. No. Like it would not go well for me. Yeah, it would not go well. Yeah, either. But it's insane. Um, but having lived in the Northeast, I can confirm. I don't think there's a good Mexican restaurant. Not that we ever find out that El Coyote is good. Yeah, that's true. But it's true. It's it's very busy. They've got some business. Uh-huh. The only one I ever found that was good wasn't even really Mexican food. It was Mexican and Cajun kind of fusion. Ooh, that sounds great, though. Which was, but I'm like, eating it, I'm like, it's not really Mexican food if my side of rice is actually like jambalaya. Again, not mad. It was good, but it's just not, not right. It's not the same. It's not that good stuff you crave. Uh-huh. It's fine, but it's just, it's not, it's not right. Um, um, but yeah, the boys are just terrible. Yeah. And they're, and Corey makes a point like, hey, I would like to know when my girlfriend is getting off of work. And she's like, I will call you when I have a better idea. And Nunzio's like, the banga, table five. Mm-hmm. And she's like, on it. And he's like, for Nunzio, she's got all the time in the world. <clears throat> so dumb. Yeah. And that's basically the end of that scene. Mm-hmm. And then they're at the gym. Mm-hmm. And it's just on the wall. It's written, the gym. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like That's the name of it. it. <laughs> it's it's the just gym. the gym. The only one. The, the gym. The gym. But they're working out. Probably, let's be honest, the other room of Chubbies. <laughs> yes, just the back room of Chubbies at a different angle. You're right, the gym on the wall. But Corey is like trying to do a bench press, and then Sean mentions Nuncio, and he's like, Nuncio! Like screaming and pushing the bar up. Yeah. <laughs> and then the girl's like, Good rep. <laughs> <laughs> I guess there's these two, I don't know, Eastern European, we'll just say. Mm-hmm. yeah maybe heavily yeah. implied russian heavily implied russian but it's not ever confirmed yeah. so somewhere eastern european um i don't remember if they're ever named yeah they're cookie and sonia mm. <laughs> cookie <laughs> yeah. cookie um, and sonia that's right cookie <laughs> um i made special mental note of that i was like cookie never speaks yeah i think it's sonia that does all the talking mm-hmm. yeah um I, i'm just so blanking on the order of events of this episode i just can't i can't make it work because i feel like we have two scenes in the gym Mm -hmm. like one where he's like non-co and then another one when they come up with their harebrained scheme yeah yeah this is the one where they call uh cory calls topanga at the restaurant because Uh we haven't heard from her yet and they get that crazy message on the (laughs) The answering business answering machine (laughs) the super inappropriate if you would like to get to me Call the boom boom room. (laughs) It's like, one, we know that there are more people that work here than those four. Like, why only those four? Uh Two, why would anybody need to be calling to get a hold of Topanga or Angela or Sergio? Like, Nuncio's the manager, at least. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, if this is an emergency or something, get a hold of me at the boom boom room. I can kind of see that, even though it's still. Still very every night. Does he change well, that message every like, time? Anyway? Who's gonna be bold enough to call someone from a restaurant <laughs> like off shift 
at some club. Like who, who's bold I don't know, enough? There's to a do lot that? of crazy people out there. <laughs> who, who is doing that? I feel like there are people who would just do it for kicks after they heard that message. <laughs> I'm going to call like, the boom boom actually answer. Calls the boom boom room. Boom boom room. It is. And they're like, I can't believe they're out with him again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Corey goes to Topanga's house. Yeah, Corey goes to Topanga's house next. Yes, that's right. That's the scene I was missing. So he's waiting and Topanga comes. And he's just like, I can't believe that you would go without me. And she's, she's like, like, I called your mom. Yeah. She said you were out. Like, she's still like being very upfront, very much like, I want you to come. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to do this thing without you. Yeah, it is weird when... <laughs> He's like, so you went to the boom boom room? She's like, how did you know? One, Panga, you're in like clubbing clothes. <laughs> but two, he's like, I called, I called the restaurant. And she's like, you were checking up on me? It's like, okay, okay. I don't, I didn't feel like that was that big a deal because uh, it's like, you called his mom. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I feel like you checked up on her, but okay, whatever. I feel like at that point she was just kind of over it. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, she's like the last thing that kind of, She's like, I don't like this side of you. Mm-hmm. This jealous side. Same girl, same. Yeah, <laughs> neither does the audience. Topanga speaks for the audience here. We don't like it. I forbid you to see Nunzio. Yeah, yeah, and then he forbids her to see Nunzio. You're not my dad. What? That would have been fun if she just said, <laughs> you're not my dad. You're not my dad. And then uh, he's like, Good, she's like, good night, Corey. I'm going to bed. And he's like, I forbid you to go to bed. And then quite rightfully, he's just left there alone. Mm-hmm. As he deserves. Yeah. Several times through this episode, I was like, why doesn't she just break up with him? <laughs> like, honestly, just like, you suck. If I do is- not like this. Mm-hmm. Like, stop. We're, yeah. we're, we're through here. But no, it doesn't happen. Yeah. Is the next episode the scene with Jack? I think it is. The next so, or the scene. Scene. I thought that was all just one last scene with the men okay. with the soup and then the other guys all come. Yeah, because they go back to the the gym. They're okay. back to the gym. And then they take the girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, the so next... they're at the gym doing like crunches. Yeah. And the... Bad crunches. Uh-huh. Then the weightlifting women come and they're like, nice rep. Feel the burn. Yeah. And yeah. Like in the background. <gasps> just lifting weights. Mm-hmm. yeah doing actual exercise uh-huh. and the boys are like they just don't even get me it's like we're speaking different languages and sean's like let's let's sit here and and think this through mm-hmm. good thinking want to go dancing i don't remember the next time <laughs> the girls want to go dancing more than anything else in the world and we want to make them happy more than anything else in the world hmm. there has to be a simple solution. <laughs> we're stumped and they just like they they mull it over and mull it over. It's like, do you got anything? No, nope, we got nothing. Yeah. So they're like, I guess we'll just have to make them jealous. Yeah. Yeah. And Corey's like, I got it. We'll make them jealous. And so they talk to their workout buddies, mm-hmm. and they're going to take them to El Coyote. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at El Coyote, Topanga and Angela are giving Corey and Sean maybe way too much credit because uh-huh, Nuncio's talking to them, just like, of course. They would be jealous because, like, if my girlfriend went out with someone who looked like me, I'd feel pretty upset too. <laughs> yeah, Nuncio's, Nuncio's great. He's just like, just love Nuncio. He's like, they are idiots. However, I would also be an idiot. <laughs> uh-huh. If someone went out, if my girlfriend went out with someone who looked like me, and Angela's like, 
we did kind of throw Sergio and Nunzio in their faces, and he's like, mm, that had to hurt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nuncio, come on the show. <laughs> who, who is that? Camera Google something. Our longest running segment. Camera Google something. Yeah, sing that song when I Google. Oh, what? But you don't Google every episode. No, I don't. Google on the air. Nikki Google something. Nikki Google Starbucks. What's she Googling though? Um, Jonathan Del Arco. I want to see what else he has been in. I just love him so much. I just want to be his friend. Get to know him on the tickety talk. Matt Cadenio, who plays Sergio, was uncredited. I noticed Matt, in the credits that he Matt Cadenio. Matt Cadenio or Cadenio, maybe. Oh. I thought so, it was C-E-D-N- like a plan academia. He was. He's from Uruguay. He's in Star Trek The Next Generation. Who is he? Just, yeah, in a, uh, more than one episode. He's been in a few episodes of Star Trek Picard. Whoa. Well, now you have to tell me who he is. Macadamia. Um, Hugh? It says Hugh. Oh, Hugh. He was Hugh? That's really? What it says. Uh, he's in, in The Closer. Looks like he was in. 39 episodes of The Closer. Um, but he's he's the first Borg to grow a heart. <sighs> wow. Hugh is yeah, Hugh, 35. He was in The Wonder Years. That's kind of a fun little uh, fun. crossover there. Along with Corey's brother. Well, Ben Savage's brother. But... Yeah. But anyway, Jonathan Del Arco, come on the show. Yeah, especially now that I know that you're Hugh. I love that episode. 35. I don't feel like he has that name in the episode. I feel like they give it to him later. Well, I don't know. I'm just reading what IMDb says. Yeah, I've not watched a lot of Star Trek. Because they're like, because there's a Borg who gets disconnected from the collective. And they're like, what's your name? He's like, he doesn't even understand the question. Like, we're going to call you Hugh. <laughs> Beautiful. But yes, that's Nuncio. And then the boys come in. Or he's kind of got Topanga and Angela thinking like, maybe we should like talk with them more or like be a little more understanding. Mm-hmm. Whatever, and then they should walk in with their weightlifting buddies. Sonia and Cookie. Yeah, and they're like, order whatever you want. Calories don't count when you're with us. And then yeah. Sonia's like, here I come, chimichangas. Yeah. Same girl. <laughs> Same girl. I yeah. tried to look it up to see if there was a picture of that. Um, there's not. There's oh. a real dearth of Boy Meets World like images. Yeah, like, it's true. Things pulled from episodes. And the way I would think to do it, like on Disney Plus, like watching on my phone and screenshotting, it doesn't allow you. Oh, really? Like if you try to screenshot, it comes across, it comes up as just a black image, like blank. I I would really like the Boy Meets World GIF pool to really expand. expand a lot. Yeah. I was looking for one the other day where Corey just says, yay. But it's like several times in the episode. I couldn't find it. Yeah. Um, For the, for the Twitters. Mm-hmm. The Twitterings. Um, but yeah, so yeah, Topanga, or not Topanga, Angela is like, as they're about to forgive him, Angela is like, oh, maybe we spoke too soon. Uh-huh. And then the boys come and they're like, hey, Nunzio, could you help us? And he's like, not even Nunzio could help you now. <laughs> <laughs> not even Nunzio. He's like, um, oh, thank you. Yeah, so he sits, the girl, the girls sit down and they're like, hey, these are our friends from the gym. And just being the worst. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, what did they tell you would happen tonight? They keep doing air quotes, though, as friends. These are our friends. Air quote friends. Yes. Rude. It's Rude. very annoying. And, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, they're just like, hey, to hang Angela. Do you need to tell us what you thought of our friends? 
And they're just like, are you guys idiots? Mm-hmm. Are you guys morons? Yes. Yes, they are. And... But it all backfires because <laughs> they ask Sonia what Corey said would happen tonight. And they said, a romantic dinner and possibly getting my green card. And yeah. Corey's like, I think I said greeting card. <laughs> mm. Yeah. And then they tell the girls, like, they're here to make Gus jealous. And then there's a really weird cut, like a fade away of like the boys going like, oh no, like, and then into Jack and Eric coming out of the Matthews house. Yes. It's like, like they got beat up or something. Yeah. It, it's just a weird, like, we didn't have time for this scene cut. Uh huh. Yes. But before we get to the dramatic conclusion of the episode, we need to do something. No. Sleep, sleep till Bobka. Bobka. No, sleep till Bobka. Bobka. That's yeah, right. Like, it's everyone's favorite podcast within a podcast. The Yeasty, the Yeasty Boys. Boys. Oh no! <laughs> America's fastest growing bread loving sensation. <laughs> yep, a, a, a podcast within a podcast, all about bread. All about bread. Um, a special shout out to tortillas in this episode. They are uh-huh. one of my favorite vehicles for ingesting food. Uh-huh. Um, everything tastes better a tortilla. You have a tortilla. What are you going to bring up, Cameron? Um, well, I was going to bring two things. Mm. Because, well, what, before I even bring any of the things, I feel like since we've started this segment, I've gone out of my way to try interesting breads. And I just, I like that part of my life. Like, that's a good thing. <laughs> So I think this show, this podcast within a podcast has really changed my life for the better. It's so um, much better. So much better. Yeah. Oh, I need to try more new breads. The other day, I think it was Tuesday, um, there's a grocery store kind of near my school that's like a, it's Sprouts, but it's like a natural grocer kind of whatever, but they have $5 sandwiches, like fresh made, like, and I was, Sarah, my wife had told me about it. And so I went to try it. It was really good, but that's not what I'm here to talk about. Because I turned around and I saw this thing. I was like, I need to try that. And it was jalapeno cheddar chopped bread. And I think the, the, the way they seem to make it is you take your dough and you chop it into balls. And then you mix it with your cheese and your jalapenos into like a loaf. And then you bake that. Mm-hmm. So like it sort of pulls apart. But then throughout the bread, there's just like cheese or like jalapenos. So Chance could never eat it because he would die. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I really enjoyed it. it really I mean, good. I could make it though with like cheddar and garlic. Yeah, it's just chopped bread. It was really good. You could even up the ante and do like ghost pepper. Oh, I do love a good ghost pepper. Mm. And then the nice part was mouth was a little hot from the jalapeno. Just eat a piece of bread that doesn't have it. Problem solved. There you go. So it's a savory monkey bread almost. A little bit. Yes, but then the other thing I wanted to bring, and I'm sure you've had this, it's a breakfast dish, egg and hole, egg oh, in a basket. Mm-hmm. It's just so good. Yeah, egg in it's a basket. So Take a bread, cut a hole in it, crack an egg in there. It is. It up, turn it over. I, it's good. I like to put a little hot sauce on it. No one's surprised oh, by that, I know. Yeah. Early, like early, oh, early when we first got married, that was like a staple, like for Sarah and I, like we had this meal that every so often we would have where we would just get like a super cheap cut of steak, and like cut it up into pieces and like fry those up in a pan with some salt and pepper and just have steak bites, make an egg and hole and have some strawberries. And this last week we did that again with the boys and it was just, it's so good. Do the boys like, like it? Uh, Nolan loves egg and hole. Nash 
wasn't quite there, but Nolan loves it. It's like mm. his favorite I, thing. I do like doing it with a little bit of cheese too. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's very good. Love egg in a hole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my five-year-old would things, not though. be okay with that. No, he doesn't do mixing foods. Uh huh. So like, like okay. so much. So I mean, he does sometimes. It's a weird thing, but but. So much so that he doesn't like breading on chicken. Like he loves the breading. He just doesn't want it to have the chicken. He doesn't want it mixed with the chicken. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Or like pasta. He'll eat the pasta and sometimes he'll even eat like the sauce, but separate. Mm-hmm. Interesting. <clears throat> I feel like he feels like he's losing control <laughs> when they're combined. It's too wild. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Bread um, and chicken together. <laughs> this world coming to but yeah. anyway it's very good that's um weird. i yeah i don't i don't think we've had any interesting bread lately that makes me sad you haven't really truly lived you already talked about the cinnamon bread i'm we, sure you have we talked about he the did cinnamon. and then he didn't bring me any it's life-changing i will he bring said next week he'd bring me some and then he didn't mm. and i forgot because i did listen to the episode the next day after i edited mm. it because so i couldn't hold him accountable I'm sorry about that, Cameron. You know, it's just. Well, you know, I will go get hard right now. My new Costco membership. You get promised cinnamon bread, and then you don't get cinnamon bread. And it's just like, do I have it's the strength to go on? Boy. It's hard. It, it, we, we are the yeasty boys. We are. Until we're we get Bobka. Once we have, have you a ever bobka, had Bobka? I've not. Once we have a Bobka, the segment ends. Mm-hmm. So we can't have a bobka. Yeah. Does it have to occur naturally? Or are you going to choose bobka day? No, we have to. Mostly, we're waiting to have bobka until one of our listeners sends us bobka, and then we, this the segment will finally sleep. Uh-huh. It's up to them. They're in the driver's seat. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so as long as they're having a good time, we'll just keep going. Who knows how many TGIF shows we will cover before we before get, get some the bobka. bobka. Before we get the bobka. <laughs> We'll be deep into Teen Angel. Oh, Teen Angel. <laughs> it's one we just recently learned about. It but, uh, was not well received. No, it, it lasted like 12 episodes. TGIF was really trying to capitalize on the success of Sabrina the Teenage Witch with mm-hmm. some just... Some magical... Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you more about it off air because we already talked about it on air. All right, well, that has been everybody's favorite podcast within a podcast. Beastie boys. boys. No. No. Sleep till Bobka. It's harder when we're not in the same room. Yeah. So we are remote this week. <laughs> just in case you're listening to that and you're like, what on earth was that just disgusting <laughs> dissonance that I just heard? It's because we're not in the same room. Yeah. Now I understand the song. No sleep till Bobka. Mm-hmm. 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 No sleep till Bobka. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it was a bit shocking when you just first heard it. It was. I was like, I, I have no idea what's happening right now. <laughs> so, oh, give me the yeast, boys, and free my soul. I want to get lost in your bread rolls and drift away. Give me the yeast, boys, and free my little soul. I want to get lost in your garlic cheddar roll. Drift Ooh. away. Cameron took it and upped the ante. He sure did. I think you can run with that now. <laughs> I feel like that's where it's at. But we're the yeasty boys. We're not the... Who sings that song? I don't remember. I feel like Uncle Cracker has a version. Oh. 
But I don't think that he's the original. Let me look. Crackers aren't yeasty. We know that. No, they're, they're not. So we can't. Um, the Doobie Brothers. The Doobie Brothers. Was there an Uncle Cracker version, or did I just really embarrass myself? Let me look. Yep, there's a there's a. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> I mean, I could have just edited it out. How but... embarrassing that was then. Egg on your face. Egg and hole on my face. Egg and hole on your face. Let's see here. Drift away. Um, what you looking up? The history of that song. Oh, I thought you were looking up all the ways you could put bread into the lyrics. Mm. Oh no! Next time. Next time. Yeah, because the segment's over. The segment's over, and we're in the backyard. Oh man, there's a Michael Bolton cover. I know what I'm listening to after this show ends. <laughs> I know what Nikki's listening to after that. His chance pretending to be Michael Bolton. Mm-hmm. Singing the Doobie Brothers, give me the Beat Boys or whatever it's called. Drift away, drift away. Okay. Backyard. Oh yes, backyard. Yeah. After Houston. after the weird, the very weird fade cut that looks like it was just done by a two year old. We are in the backyard with Jack and Eric emerging. <laughs> I was like, fade cut by a two year old in the backyard. And I was like, someone did something in your backyard. <laughs> I forgot what? we were talking about the show for a second. I thought we were still talking about real life. <laughs> but yes, after that, we're in the backyard with Jack and Eric. Yep. And Jack and is like, and she called me on the phone and said she was sick, said that some chicken soup would be really good. And I said, yeah, it probably would. Yeah. And then I went bowling. Yeah. She's, she's mad at me. Yeah. This is, this is one of those women. They speak a different language moments when it's really like... You just don't... Like, what? What the heck? You just want an excuse to do what you want. <laughs> like, It's like, you could take her some soup and then go bowling. Mm-hmm. It's like, I feel like that's completely understandable. It's like, you're sick. I want to care for you, but I also don't want to get sick myself. So allow me to care for you a little bit. And then I'm going to... That makes go. too much sense, Cameron. Yeah, you're injecting too much logic into this. I guess I'm just too thoughtful. Kind. <laughs> Though, I will say... I am sure everyone at some point has done the whole like, no, you're just too sick to see people right now thing when they just like, they don't want to be stuck taking care of a sick person. Like, I'm sure everyone has done that. Never. Because we're not monsters, Chance. As long as they know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, so Eric is just like, why? Well, no, Eric Eric's pretty clueless too. You're giving way too much credit. Oh, yeah, it's like women. He's he's like, like who can maybe understand? She wanted that? you to bring her soup, and Jack's like, why, why would she say that? Say he's like, I don't know, women, right? Uh-huh, that's true. And um, then he comes out. Yes, he's like, we went out. She <laughs> said she was reading me some of her poetry, and she did. And I said it's promising for a beginner. And she said she'd been writing it for twenty years. Mm-hmm. And like, here I am. Here I am. Yeah. Now she's mad. She's like, she, she took me back to her home, to her house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Eric's like, oh, Feeny. And then you hear that, and it's just like, oh, Feeny. Yeah, and Feeny's like, and Eric's like, well, but maybe that's not what she wanted to hear. So like, why did she ask me? And then Jack goes, you just got chicken souped. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we'll call it. You got chicken souped. And then Alan gets you here. It's either the satellite dish or me <laughs> from Amy. Mm-hmm. And Alan comes out, and he's like, I just it doesn't make sense. I don't understand. Yeah, there's no growth. No. There's no understanding here. No. And yeah, Alan just looks like he's just been in a fight and lost. He's like hanging over everything and like, uh-huh. oh my God. Yeah. 
Is that an element of this show, though? Like the no growth? Because I know in some shows, like that's part of, like in Seinfeld, Mm -hmm. they specifically, one of the rules is we will not learn things. The characters Mm -hmm. will not have character arcs. They will not grow or learn. Yeah, it's a show about nothing. Mm -hmm. I I feel like Boy Meets World tries to have its cake and eat it too in this regard. It's really to the show's detriment a lot because, like, they have entire season arcs like season two the whole theme of season two was like who is Corey? is Corey the class president is he the is he the student leader who stands up to the administration is he a wrestler is he mm-hmm. like Radio a boyfriend mm-hmm. like there, there's all these questions and like so like they kind of try to do stuff like that but then also we get like cartoonishly stupid Corey here Mm -hmm. like sean is the only character in the entire series with like a traceable you can put logic to it is not the same from beginning to end arc Mm -hmm. topanga changes pretty suddenly to from being like good to bad well yeah good to bad i mean there's also an in-between topanga i feel like i feel like season three topanga is kind of very in the middle if she's ever around yeah she's just not around enough to to be she's she switches from character to girlfriend which you'd think would give her more character but it gives her a lot less a lot less yeah um and like dumber Uh but sean like he's constantly learning things about found family you constantly see growth in his character him discovering new interests and treating women with more respect like yeah so I don't know. Like I said, they're trying to have their cake and eat it too in that regard. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like this, this episode, since you like mentioned that, like no character growth, it sort of fits the definition of what we've dubbed on our show, like the Philly shenanigan, where it's like they get in up to hijinks and then it goes bad, but they, in the end, they get rescued and they don't learn anything. Mm -hmm. Um, But this is like a full male side of the cast Philly shenanigan, (laughs) but it's not as fun. (laughs) The full Philly. Uh-huh. This yeah, is the full, full Philly. Philly. Yeah. Um, so no, I, it's not an intentional part of the show, unfortunately. Mm, it just is a thing. Yeah, it is just a thing. And it's not a thing for the better. Yeah. Right. So then Corey and Sean come in. And so there's, I can't do the math in my head right now. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah. Seven guys out there. Mm-hmm. No, seven Six. No one can math. It's okay. Corey, yeah, you're right. Six. Because yeah, Corey and Sean, Jack and Eric, three pairs. Yeah. <clears throat> the adults, the college guys, and the high school guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're coming and they're like, I just don't understand. Bang and Angela, it's like we're speaking different languages. And Alan goes, There's one thing for sure it's not us, it's them. <laughs> Which this was indicative of the 90s. I remember it clearly. The us versus them mentality of um, men and women, of men and women in pop culture, like they're just so different. They speak different languages, and all we want is to have sex and eat food and drink beer. And all women want is like emotions and stuff. Uh-huh. It's almost like a grown up but way less fun version of that uh, little rascal scene. Or it's like the girls are having a sleepover and the boys are having a sleepover and just talking about all the terrible things about boys mm-hmm. and girls about the opposite. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I mean, it's funny. I don't know if you ever watched that chance. Nikki's like, uh-huh. 
Like she yeah. knows. I know. I know I have seen that movie. I remember most of like the the car uh-huh. the race parts. at the end. And I remember the two little kids in their I got a dollar dance. Right. Mm-hmm. But it really just so ends with wrong. the boys and girls. Yeah. And. yeah mm-hmm. But, that but they're also like, like four or five. So mm-hmm. yeah, that mentality was taken up at like adult level though. And you know, you have like I think it was Jeff Foxworthy who had the joke like, men are not complicated. They want a beer and they want to see something naked. From the time they're teenagers to the time they're in a retirement home. That's like, but maybe that's not good. (laughs) Yeah, maybe we should expect more. Like that is detrimental to men to say that that's all that's expected of you. Mm -hmm. Like you should expect more of yourself Mm -hmm. than that. Yeah, and I don't know. It, it it's just that time, and I can remember a lot of things pretty clearly. Like we got it. The the girls don't want to give us the sex, and the guys only want the sex. So we're in a war to see who wins. Mm-hmm. And I feel like even growing up in church, there was a lot. Not specifically about sex, but just like men and women are just different, and like men women all think this way, and men all think this way, and we're just different from each other. And it's mm-hmm. like, again, I feel like we're just selling ourselves short. Yeah, this is this is all highly problematic. It's just uh-huh. excuses not to listen to. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, on both 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 ends. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's the men in particular who are saying the things. <laughs> well, in this episode, for sure. Yeah, yeah, and you know we can talk about it all being in service to a power dynamic and all that, but right. But we're not gonna right now. Yeah, I feel like while we've bashed in this episode pretty heavily, it's pretty funny. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's like funny parts. Eric. So one of the things not coming up. They they sit around and they're like, or Cor or uh, Feeney's like, let's try to think about this. And Charles like, nope. Corey and I tried it. Doesn't work. And Eric uh, goes, maybe we should just try listening to them. And then they all laugh like it's <laughs> the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> that concept. And I was just like, that's not funny. That's not a funny joke. I think that's the starting point. <laughs> Shouldn't be our last resort here, gentlemen. It's just such a stupid joke. Like, did you like it? Did I like that joke? Yeah. No, I rolled my eyes pretty hard. So. I, yeah, it's just so. Yeah. The only reason to laugh is it is to laugh at how stupid that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then Eric goes on. Mm-hmm. So he moves on pretty quickly from that, which is nice. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he moves into. I've been having a thought. It's not fully formulated yet, <laughs> but I can't remember exactly how it starts. But essentially, yeah, that's good. It's men, a are, time. men are stupid. Yeah, or dumb. Yeah. dumb. Idiots. idiots. Yeah, men are one idiots. of those words. Idiots. <laughs> and all the guys like, huh? And he's like, no, no, no. There's more. There's more. Men are, men are real idiots. Yeah, men are big idiots. Big. See, big I shouldn't idiots. be allowed to remember things. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate your effort. Thank you. And we appreciate you as like, our friend, and as Chance's fiance, and as a woman, and as a person. <laughs> You're welcome yeah. here. You have a lot going on in your head, a lot more than just crazy woman emotions. And because you see, a woman's brain is like spaghetti. Yes, let's do this. Let's do this. It's just so jumbled and full of thoughts, and you just can't even help it with your Cameron picked up exactly where I was going with that. <laughs> but a man's brain is like a waffle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Compartmentalized. 
keeps things apart to itself and capable of rational thought. Yes. Cameron and I were literally told once um, in like a big group session from a speaker in the front. I don't like the, I don't like the women's brains are spaghetti because that gives him too much credit. It's more like a tangle of different strands of blinking Christmas tree lights. Like it's all jumbled together and you don't know what light's going to go off at what time. Yeah. I must have blocked that out. <laughs> I've heard the uh the app comparison. The app? Where guys are like a phone oh. running with one app open at a time and women have like 82 apps open and they go between them as much as they need to. That's such a dumb And men open one at a time and close one and then open up whatever they need next. Mm-hmm. I'm like that. Mm-hmm. To Eric's point, though, when you said the app comparison, I was like, appetizers? <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting. Mm, yes, let's talk about this appetizer, appetizer comparison. <laughs> you more a pot sticker guy, garlic <laughs> bread. Like, where do you go on the appetizers? I was like, okay, I'm here for this. What is this appetizer? <laughs> and then he went into the phone. And I'm like, well, I'm the biggest idiot in the entire world. It's fine. <laughs> wait, wait, let, let him finish. Big idiot. <laughs> So to Eric's point. <laughs> yes, but I do feel like those sort of discussions of like women are this way, men are this way, they are misogynistic, typically from a male perspective. And they definitely shortchange women in general, but they also shortchange men. Mm-hmm. It's like it's harmful for everyone when that's our discussion to say everybody's every woman's this way, every man is this way. Man, you don't need to be capable of anything better. Yep. And women, you can't be capable of anything logical or rational, less yeah. emotional and wild. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it ain't a, true. It's, it's dumb. It's dumb. Yeah. Uh, yes. But then we go to the boom, boom room. The flaming sign and all. Yeah. Yeah. A- after Sean goes, maybe we should try Corey's thinking thing again. And then all the guys are like, hmm. <laughs> yeah. And now we see what they've come up with. But all the women are there, including Amy. And yeah, Amy Catherine. and Kathy. Kathy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're just having a good time. Catherine's even like, how do I get your neighbor here? <laughs> it's like she's clearly forgiven him for dissing all her poetry. Mm-hmm. And Topanga's yeah. like, not having a good time. This <laughs> is a bit much at this moment. He's great in most of the rest of the scene. But he's like... What's the matter tonight, Tobago? You are not enjoying Nunzio the way I am enjoying Nunzio. <laughs> it's like, what? It's just so, it's very funny though. <laughs> you are not enjoying Nunzio as I am enjoying Nunzio. <laughs> She's like, I don't care if Guru won't dance. I miss him. Carly, I haven't talked to him in two days. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. I guess it took them some time to get their plan together. Yeah. I guess so. Um, so yeah, they're all there and she's like does Corey even like care that i'm here and nuncio's like oh he cares of this i am sure yeah he just kind of keeps saying of this i am sure uh, since i seem to be the one who remembers the best do you want me to recap yes, yes. please <laughs> um yeah so uh after that angela comes up and she's like i called the apartment and they're not there um and she he in she's like i miss them and nuncio's like she, he misses you too of this i am sure and <laughs> he, it happened several times one of them is like oh what was it it was the it was like the funniest one why am i blanking on it i don't know you remember it better than anyone yeah 
Oh. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Got it. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember, but that, it happened several times, and Nunzio's response every time is, he misses you too, or he knows you're here. And then uh, Amy's like, oh, this is so much fun. He hasn't gotten up from that television set. He doesn't even know I'm here. And Nunzio's like, he knows you're here. Obviously, I am sure. Uh-huh. Why does he know anything about what's yeah. happening? Nuncio, how are you sure of all these things? <laughs> and then um, the good. music stops and Eric comes out. He's like, since the dawn of time, men have been idiots. This should make up for that. Yeah, and then Eric <laughs> exclaims, no, it won't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm quite sure it won't. <laughs> um, then Eric goes back by the little curtain and he the lights flick on and he strikes, strikes his disco. pose his disco pose which we've seen before from him in his one woman show oh yeah yeah in his one woman show. <laughs> remember <laughs> remember um <laughs> we're gonna pause this conversation why is eric there why yeah. is Eric doing this because <laughs> he's he has the theory but like he's the fixer but he doesn't have any like he doesn't have any skin in this game He's fixing. But he just thinks I, if I do this, there'll be other women there that maybe they'll want to get with me. Same. Oh, see, I was on another wavelength, but you might be right. I was thinking Eric just wants to perform. Mm. <laughs> He's a performer at heart. He, maybe it's a little bit of both. <laughs> I'm just like, why? I was curious why the writers set up like a, I'm a dumb guy scene for everyone except Eric. <laughs> the dumbest guy. Yeah, the dumbest guy. The one who has had the most... Like, I'm a dumb guy moments with women in the entire show. Mm-hmm. He's had enough. Don't you think he's had enough? Yeah, it's true. He needed a win. He needed a win. Mm-hmm. And he got it, dang it. Yeah, so starts playing the song Hot Stuff. Mm-hmm. Who's that song by? I don't remember. Let me just look it up here. Cameron Google something. Cameron Google something. Hot Stuff. Uh, performed by Donna Summer. That's what I thought. Mm. It's Donna Summer. Yeah, it plays and they they got to dance. That's really all yeah. I have to say about it. I mean, it's, uh-huh. it's funny. They dance. Feeny is probably the best one. Agreed. Well, the camera lingers on Feeny the most. Uh-huh. Because he's the cutest. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, they do it's like a hands behind the head. Hip thrust. Hot stuff. Bring your elbows to the front and thrust your pelvis. Hot stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's quite no a few pelvic thrusts in this. Name. There's a lot of pelvic thrusting. It could have been a contender for your talent show that you guys all did in college. It's dance. true. I feel like it would have been a real contender. Yeah, it would have been difficult for us to lip sync. Uh huh. I mean, if we would have done it, we would have had to have put our friend Adam, who every time we did one of those cross dressed. Mm, true. Mm-hmm. And he would have had to have been the primary singer. It had to have been Donna Summer. Donna, yeah. yeah. Just like when we made him the weather, one of the weather girls. Yeah, we made. We did his Rain in Men. Oh, true. We did. Uh-huh. We made him one of the weather girls, including a, a pillow breast, a pillow butt. Bosom. <laughs> yeah, a pillow bosom. Yes, yeah, there's a bosom on this show, Chance. <laughs> there's children that listen. It's from the 90s, sir. Oh, yep. Our finest hour. <laughs> a duct tape really... bra that made a, an entire full-size pillow into the breasts on a boy. Bosoms, Chance. Bos- Bosoms. Bosoms. I'm so sorry. Just say boobies. 
We've devolved here. What's happening? <laughs> Men are idiots, Nikki. Why do you expect things from us? Don't you know? <laughs> it's true. Why would you? Why would you even ask? Would why would you just accept us as we are? <laughs> um, I had a full-on so they- eye roll moment when the boys were dancing, and all of the women in the audience were just like enamored completely. Yeah, like just oh. That's so wonderful. They're so great. I can't think? believe they would do that for me. What do you think they should have been thinking? I don't know. Like, oh, I feel like they should have walked out. <laughs> My secondhand embarrassment is through the roof right now. <laughs> I need to leave. <laughs> but yeah, then they're all forgiven. Mm-hmm. And the and the credit scene, it's a little bit longer. And it shows like each of the couples or a few of the couples like making up. Yeah. Yeah, Topanga goes, oh, first off, I do want to say, they, like, get to the end of the stage, bow, and it's, like, executive producer Michael Jacobs, and, again, Nikki, like, says out loud, like, that's it? (laughs) Like, (laughs) (laughs) hold on. (laughs) Yeah. It can't be that easy. And then we get get the extended, like, outro, where Topanga's like, Corey, I didn't know you knew how to dance. Anyone can learn to dance. Of this, I am sure. (gasps) Nunzio taught you to dance? But he didn't teach me to do this. And then he does the hot stuff move again. Mm-hmm. Like a spin move. And it's like, no, no one could teach you how to do that. Yeah, no. You're either born knowing how to do that or you're not. Nunzio is too cool to teach you how to do that. Well, we don't talk about the crazy jealousy anymore. It's <laughs> just like, oh, you can dance? Okay, that's fine. <laughs> we don't talk about the toxic masculinity, the possessiveness. Maybe... Maybe they do that afterward. They just want to have fun right then. Who knows? Well, you see, she hasn't had her boyfriend in two days, and she's really nothing without her boyfriend. Mm -hmm. So Mm. her spaghetti brain is just going crazy right now. (laughs) She can't she can't have a rational thought. So (laughs) and then they cut to Angela and Sean, and she's like, Hey, show me that spin move. And he does this really weird handstand. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then Amy and Alan are dancing, and he like does a spin move with her, like spins her, and she's just like, "Where'd you learn to dance during a move like that?" And he's like, "Channel Seven Eighty Saturday Night Fever, all Travolta, Travolta all, the, all time. the time," which is a funny line. Uh-huh. And then Feeney is dancing with Catherine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then he should have gotten slapped again. Uh-huh. <laughs> she's like, "You know, George, I wrote a new poem," and he's like, "I don't have to read it. It's wonderful." And she just laughs. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, like, gosh, Feeny. You should the, know better. That's bad. That's just, that's maybe worse. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, Feeny, what's happening? At least read it. And then we get to uh, Jack and one uh, Sonia mm-hmm. is there uh-huh. for some reason. And she's like, would you like to dance? He's like, no, I don't think so. She's like, not a question. And she puts him on his hip, carries him out to the floor. And just starts gyrating with him. I can't think of another word. Uh-huh. She's like flinging him around. <laughs> yeah. And then Eric's with a just mystery woman. And he's just like, you know, the Lord of the Dance? It's me. Cookie, right? I don't think it was Cookie. She was really a... small. Oh, maybe yeah. Not. Just a, a boom boom girl? Yeah, I guess uh-huh. just a boom boom girl. Just a boom boom girl. It, it may have been Cookie. I don't really I don't remember think it was. Like, but I, I don't know if I really... Like Cookie didn't get a lot of FaceTime, I don't feel like. No. Yeah. And yeah, he's like... This is the strangest place to just 
end the episode because he's like the lord of the dance it's me zoom in on his legs as he uh-huh. river dances right and it ends with like the little toe tap yeah and he like does a irish step dance uh-huh out of nowhere and then it's over and there it is end of end of episode um i what a journey tell a fun aside story real quick that my friend terrace will uh get a kick out of if he's listening um we were once playing dance dance revolution in my friend terrace's basement and loving it already huh loving it already yes we loved that dance dance revolution um it was our jam for a while uh anyway so we were playing in our friend's basement and our friend comes down and he's like oh i've never played this before I'm like do you dance much he's like not really so he starts like playing dance dance revolution but he's like doing it with this like hop step where he's moving his feet around and i'm like why do you look like R- river dance and he's like I don't, I don't know what that is i was just like like what is happening here and it turns out he was Irish, but he didn't know about Irish step dancing, but he was just kind of naturally doing it, like, <laughs> to do the the um, DDR. And we, I was just, I just remember being like, whoa, <laughs> like, it's what just, is... It's in his blood. It's just natural mm-hmm. for Irish people to do that. Spirit of the dance, just in his heart. I may believe it. I may believe it. He, he was very good the very Maybe first time it's he it memory serves. Maybe okay. it's Maybelline? Mm-hmm. Got it. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. You can say that now. I said it. So there's the episode, though. That's it. Yeah, it ends on Irish step dance. Uh-huh. Whatever right where it ought to. Lord of the dance. Because he was king of the day. Uh-huh. Oh, that's true. He, he, saved, he saved the day. Um, ratings. So ratings. I'm going to give it like a six. Okay. No reasonings? Just... Um, I mean, parts of it were good. There were funny parts. Um... But just, it just doesn't, it doesn't hold up mm-hmm. well. And even compared with the rest of the show, like, yeah, Corey is a bit crazy sometimes and has been and definitely will be. But this just seems like so unhinged. Like jealousy is just not a good look on him and doesn't like feel good. I'm going to agree with that. You're next. Me? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with a 5.5. I don't know if we can do points. You can we do points. We've done a we've done on a two five seven five before. Ooh, mm-hmm. five point five because Nunzio was wonderful. There was a couple of redeeming points, but mostly it was bad. Yeah, I may give it the highest score. Oh, oh, wow. give it a six point five. Mm. I feel like it is a solid D. Like it is a solid D episode. Like are all the male characters just incredibly unlikable? Yes. Is the message terrible? Absolutely. Did I have fun watching it? Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. And, you know, you've got to take everything in a relic of its time. And I know that kind of comedy was pretty big at the time. It doesn't mean I enjoy watching it as much, but I just kind of can appreciate it. But Nunzio is great. Uh-huh. Like, no no spoilers for next segment, but Nunzio is great. <laughs> Eric is funny. I really enjoy Sonia flinging Jack around at the end. Uh-huh. It's the best part about the end. Um, and there's just a few jokes that like actually made me laugh out loud. And even though the dance is a crappy apology, it's funny. It's definitely something that lives with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You'll always imagine Mr. Feeney with his hands back on his hips and sort of strutting around. Mm-hmm. Mr. Feeney, when looking for Boy Meets World gifts, Mr. Feeney doing this dance is one of the most featured. Uh-huh. It pops up a lot. Gifts. That makes sense. 
that makes sense because it was fun yeah um so yeah i like the dance it's good if we ever do a live show which we never will but if we ever do we're doing that dance yeah we will learn it yes (laughs) watch out world you're not ready for us you're not ready um so yeah i'll give it a 6.5 there i did not have no fun watching it Mm -hmm. even if upon reflection it was all bad <laughs> it was a fun fun bad though all right mvps nuncio nuncio 100 nuncio mm-hmm. there could be an argument made for eric but is nuncio yeah i feel like the laughing at we should maybe listen to him comment kind of kills his i guess that's true as the only person that's not in that only only male that's not in that part he's the only only good one that's we just got a low battery warning, so okay. Or just about done. Yeah. Um, Denuncio. And what did you call it? What did you name it, Chance? Uh the only name it can be given is Boy Meets Nunzio. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or Boy Meets Sergio and Nunzio. Or Boy Meets Sergio Nunzio, love it. It has to be boy meet boys meet, right? Boy or meets boy meets. Boy meets. It's what it's what Corey meets. Oh, what Corey meets? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> What is that one? I'll go with Corey meet or boy meets the boom boom room. I don't know the rules. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> I was going to say Topanga's front door, but that's. Oh, I like that though. <laughs> Slam. A slamming front door. Yeah. I like boy meets uh, Topanga's front door. I, I, I still am on the side of Nuncio. I like the Nuncio. The I mean, it, it's the best. It's <laughs> Boy meets Nuncio. Boy meets Nuncio. Parentheses and Topanga's front door. <laughs> and Topanga's front door. I like that. Yeah. We can make. We can do both. Remake the rules. Um, Having it named Boy meets Topanga's front door makes Nikki happy. The chance <laughs> wants to make Nikki happy more than anything in the world. What should we do here? Let's think about it. Hmm. hmm. Curious. I really like the idea of Boy meets Topanga's front door. So. No, Nunzio is better. And then you have to I do like learn how to spell his name. I will have to learn how to spell his name when I put this out. Um, yeah. So there we go. We did it. We did. Um, didn't take us too long. There's not a lot to talk about in this episode except for, man, the 90s were a weird time for sex relations. Like relations between Sexual them. relations. And I think we just lost them. So I want to really quickly thank Dizzy Parker for the use of our theme song. Um, you can find the link to the uh, video that it comes from in the episode's description. And from there, find all of his other wonderful music. Uh, so be sure to check that out. You can send us any messages to bgworldfever at gmail.com. That's B as in boy, G as in girl, uh, World Fever. And we're also on Twitter and Instagram at bgworldfever. Um, so post it on there. Let us know if you have any comments about the episode. If you have any of your own dance moves and we would be happy to hear from you there. Um, so be sure to check us out uh, there at BG world fever at gmail.com or on Twitter and Instagram. Um, and they're back. I was just wrapping up the show. Hello. Hello. I was wrapping up the show. So you came back. So I already did all the plugs. You already did all the plugs. Uh-huh. Good. We, yeah. We, we are now on a phone. So the recording is probably a lot worse, but yes. it's just last little bit. Have you plugged our good friend Dizzy Parker? I who did. Lets us use his music. Mm-hmm. Um, Nikki, we're so glad you were came on. I know yes. that I kind of held you hostage for it, but 
<laughs> I'm glad to be here as glad always. you're here. We'll find you a really good one to come on next time. Mm-hmm. If you ever want to come on again. Sounds good. Oh, I'll bring yeah. the bishop. Yeah, we'll bring in the bishop. You better. Maybe we'll just have a Don't even bother coming if you don't. <laughs> True. <laughs> Uh, hashtag non-sponsored. Hashtag could be sponsored. Yeah, could be sponsored. We wouldn't hate it. We certainly <laughs> plugged them enough. Yep. Uh, Why would they yeah. pay us when we give it for free? <laughs> Why buy the cow and you get the milk for free, Chance? <laughs> I'm thinking that same thing. <laughs> Speaking of misogyny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's all that I've got. Yep. I we may have some uh, Twitter messages and things. I will look into it and do them next week just because I don't want to do them on the phone audio, mm-hmm. but yeah. Um, check us out. Oh, no, I already plugged mind. all the Twitter and stuff. So they already know if they didn't check us out, review us on iTunes reviews on Spotify. Now mm-hmm. I haven't even checked to see if we have Spotify reviews. You can do that. Yep. And uh, that's all I've got. That's all I've got. So from all of us here, booming throat fever. So long world. So long, world. Bye. When the storm is worse.